This podcast is sponsored by Canoe Club. Canoe Club has been one of my favorite retailers for such a long time, so it's a real honor to have them sponsoring the pod. If you're unfamiliar with Canoe Club, it's a retailer based out of Boulder, Colorado that carries brands such as Engineer Garments, Visvim, Capital, Nanamika, Levi's, Orslo, Friends of the Pod, Marnie, Solomon, and Popeye Magazine, and so much more. They have such an incredible assortment, ranging from under-the-radar emerging brands to beloved heritage brands. I had the founder of Canoe Club, Timothy Grindle, on the podcast, which I'll have linked in the description if you're interested in learning more about the retailer. I'll also be showcasing some of my favorite pieces on the Fashion Collective Instagram, as well as in the weekly newsletter. The team over at Canoe Club has been very kind to offer a 15% discount code for all the Fashion Collective podcast listeners. Use code Fashion Collective 15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, it is Fashion Collective 15 to get 15% off your next order. The link to the site will be linked in the description for you guys to head over and check out the assortment. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Fashion Collective. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash fashion collective. Hello, I'm Alexander Walker of the Fashion Collective Podcast. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, then thank you for taking the time to check us out. The Fashion Collective Podcast is a place for creatives to learn, share, collaborate, and support each other. Each week, you'll get in-depth interviews with creators talking about their creative process, inspirations, giving advice, and sharing their opinions on the major topics within the industry. Our mission is to create a space for creatives. If you enjoy the content in this series, please check out our other weekly series, such as the News Roundup and Deep Dive. Also, if you have the time, I would greatly appreciate you taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm back with another episode. This week, I have YouTuber Alan Michael Jovea, who talk about his style evolution, his favorite brands, the YouTube game, and much more. So with that being said, let's jump into the episode. All right. How's it going? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing well. Uh, just kind of working on everything, projects, work. Uh, definitely appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Hey, man. Anytime. I'm excited. It's the first time I kind of get to, you know, talk some fashion, some styling. You know, I'm excited. Let's get this ball rolling, man. Me too. Uh, let's just jump right into it. To the people who don't know you or are not familiar with your work, you know, who are you and uh, what do you do? 
Yeah, so uh, my name is uh, Alan Michael Govea. Uh, first name is Alan Michael. Um, I'm 25 years old and I am from Toronto, Canada. Um, I currently have a YouTube channel that's predicated towards uh, men's fashion and styling. And we do like all sorts of other things like reviews, unboxings, the do's and don'ts of like, you know, styling and fashion. Um, I also do have a Instagram account where I kind of just post like my, you know, fit pics and, you know, daily inspo and whatnot, like my recent pickups as well. And just like my day-to-day -day life, you know, my activities and what I'm doing. So um, yeah, man, I'm also a part-time worker right now at a restaurant due to COVID. So um, I've been, like I said, I've just kind of been given the gift of time and I've just been, you know, uh, grinding YouTube and, you know, just really trying to focus like on, you know, the fashion aspect of like, you know, what I love to do. Right. So yeah, man, that's pretty much uh, who I am and what I do. <laughs> nice. And, you know, as I said, we'll be getting into it uh, during the course of the episode. Segment one, style ethos. How would you describe your style to the audience? This can be through a fit, references you love. Like, I think you have amazing style. So appreciate I'm, I'm it, thank you. How you would describe appreciate it. it. Um, you know, I feel like I've kind of tried to like take the time out of my day um, to really kind of just emphasize like what, what, what I'm really trying to focus on in terms of my style. And it's really hard to kind of just put myself under a certain title and say, hey, like, you know, this is my go-to uniform or this is my go-to like style. Um, the thing with me is I feel like I've developed such a, such a love for fashion and styling that when you appreciate it the way I do, it's hard to really just kind of um, segregate one certain style and just be like, hey, like this is kind of like what I want to gravitate towards more. Um, I love all aspects of style. I love, you know, the vintage part. I love, you know, the high fashion part. I love the designer part of, um, you know, fashion. So for me, like when I look at my style, I feel like I've created a, a good blend between um, vintage. I've created a good blend between like high fashion and like preppy minimalism. And I feel like I like to mix and match like these pieces together, right? So, I mean, it's really hard to kind of say like what style I'm really just kind of going for, but I mean, I really do love the vintage scene. I think vintage is, is you know, unique on its own. Like it's almost like you're shopping one of one pieces, right? So if I go to the thrift store, the vintage shop and, I, and I'm looking at a t-shirt and I know this t-shirt's been mass produced, uh, probably thousands of t-shirts were made of this this kind but the one I'm looking at in my hands is you know it's got a different texture it's got a uh, different dis distressing it's got you know a different wash to it so when I'm looking at it and I'm like wow this is really like this is a dope piece like I want to I want to buy this right right and then all of a sudden I know I'm buying like a you know a piece that not anyone's gonna have because it's it's from a vintage shop right as opposed to like kind of just going into the designer realm where you're buying things and you're like, oh, well, like, you know, this is really trendy at the moment. A lot of people are going to be, you know, rocking the same thing as me or, and I feel like that's where you kind of start to blend in. And uh, I don't really want to blend in. I kind of want to do my own thing and buy the things I like and really just try to create like cohesiveness in like my wardrobe, you know, where I can wear vintage and I can wear like Rick Owens at the same time, you know? So it's like, 
it's, I it's love, it, yeah yeah it, it's interesting for me to kind of just really take two different realms and put it together and create something different you know even though i know like those rick heads are like super critical of like how you style rick owens you know right so i mean i like to do my own thing so i i mean if i were to say you know bury me in an outfit i would probably go for like a nice vintage like american 70s or 80s kind of look i love it man that's like my go-to for sure amazing and you touched on some topics that we'll be getting into later on which yeah. is kind of separating yourself and you know kind of exploring your style yeah segment two you know what have you been obsessed with you know this could be movies brands tv shows books articles other youtube channels that you've been into mm -hmm. uh well you know obviously we're in a um we're in a weird time right now uh covid yeah. and lockdowns and quarantine so like i said i've been i've been given the gift of time so what I've been doing with my time, um, other than, you know, like my YouTube and you know, my Instagram and whatnot, um, I've been watching a few Netflix series and shows, uh, Ozark being one of them. That Amazing. show's insane. It. Man, it's crazy. I love it. Um, I just finished watching Queen's Gambit. Uh, it was a limited series on Netflix. Very, very interesting. I, I And the funny thing about Queen's Gambit, too, is... Um, the wardrobe, like the costume design in that, you know, uh, show, it's really like inspiring, you know, you like, you see how they're dressing back then. in like the, I don't know if it was like the fifties or sixties, but it was way, way back then. And then you're looking at like how the styles evolved and it's, it's just crazy to see that, you know, how you go from, you know, the fifties and sixties style to, you know, the seventies and eighties. And I've actually invested a lot of my time in that show and I'm watching and I'm like taking little bits and things here and there. And I'm like, yo, like, how can I take incorporate some inspiration for yeah. exactly incorporate into a fit? Right. And I feel like the beautiful thing about that too, is where I touch back on my, my other point is when you take something from an era like that and you bring it into, you know, the 2020 era, you're going to stand out. It's different. You know, it's unique. It's one of its own. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a little carried away there. Um, I just got the new Call of Duty. I've been kind of grinding that game out. I'm I'm a you COD have the guy, man. New generation, like a new like PS5. No, or... You know what? I missed out on the pre-order, so I'm Me still too. playing on that PS4, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, that's pretty much what I've been investing a lot of my time in. Um, you know, gaming. I I love gaming. That's something that I think will always be a, a part of me. Um, and you know what? I wasn't really much of a, a TV guy. But like I said, given the quarantine and lockdown, I've been pretty bored. So I just decided to jump into some new shows and Ozark and Queen's Gambit, man. Those are really good shows. Oh, yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Have you have you ever like watched a lot of other fashion YouTubers or do you tend to kind of? Definitely. You know? Yeah. Um, when I started uh, YouTube, um, I was really involved in, I don't know if you know who it is, uh, Locust and Wild Honey. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah, so when I started YouTube, I was like more in like to the hype phase, right? So I was, it was around like 2015, kind of, yeah, 2015, 2016. And that was like the era of like Kanye West with Adidas and like, you know, Fear of God with like the distressing jeans and like the Common Projects and the Saint Laurent's and so like that was like my go-to um 
uh, channel because they were doing like the DIYs for like how to get the distressing jeans. And, and then I'm like, yo, like I actually like these videos, you know, like I think I could do something, you know, on the lines of like DIYs and like, you know, how to style like fear of God jeans or whatever. And, um, but yeah, uh, locust and wild honey. Um, but I'd probably say my favorite channel that I've really been watching from start to finish is Greg and Tori. Um, I feel like his, yeah, his YouTube channel is just, it's a great channel. If you're looking to, if you're looking into like the do's and don'ts and like the how to's of like fashion, his channel is that channel. Um, I think he's done a great job in really trying to illustrate how to style certain items. And he's, he's doing a great job of like having that minimal, but yet flair to his outfit. Like, I don't know how he does it, but he does it like on a, on another level. And um, I, I salute him. He's doing a great job. Also Sanjev. I love his channel as yeah. well. Um, and um, Godswage. I don't really Kyre, Kyren Warwick. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I've been watching pretty much all their videos, man. And uh, just trying to get some inspiration from them as well. You know, video ideas and all that good stuff. So um yeah, definitely been looking into their content for sure. Yeah, and Kyron and Greg have been on the podcast and it was really cool to sit down with them and you know, yeah, talk to definitely. them about their styles. So yeah, great guys. And obviously, Sand is one of the goats. Yeah, um, for sure. Moving into segment three, rapid fire, you know, anyone who's been listening to the podcast know that I've kind of changed it up a little bit with the season. You know, I really just want to get your opinion. You know, what's something that's happening in 2020 that you see kind of rolling over in the 2021 uh, this could be style or trends, or it could be how businesses operate or how people consume fashion in general. You know, what are your thoughts? Well, I can tell you what I don't want to see in 2021, and that's COVID. Uh, yeah. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that. Um, but yeah, you know, I kind of want to talk about, if if it's okay, um, I feel like 2020 was a great year for and parts of 2019 was a great year for fashion because I feel like we really um, evolved from like logo mania and like that whole like um, I felt like it was very one dimensional uh, fashion like two years ago it was like very um, in a corner and it's like this is the trend and everyone's kind of rocking it you know. And I feel like in 2020, we really started to evolve and we started to see a whole bunch of, um, you know, different styling aspects, whether it was like, you know, uh, flared trousers or, you know, bell bottom jeans or whatever it might have been like uh, baggy fits, uh, loose fits. Um, We kind of just stepped away from that, like logo mania. And we really evolved into like a very diverse part of you know, fashion. And I really, really would love to see that carry over into 2021. Um, I feel like there's so many different trends at the moment where you have like, I feel like the biggest one uh, is like that minimalistic look, you know, Um, everyone's rocking like those earthy tones and the beiges, the creams, the, you know, the browns. Um, So I feel like we're just in a great, you know, a great time for fashion where it's like, it's really diverse. I would really love to see that carry over uh, into 2021 for sure. Also, um, I feel like because a lot of us were like, I'm going to use this uh, term given the gift of time uh, because of COVID, I, I feel like we've really started to see a lot more people 
emerge and really start to create like a profile, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube, and they're starting to create content because they have a lot of time on their hand, you know? And um, I've been seeing like more YouTube channels pop up and I've been subscribing. I've been, you know, watching all the content and I've been enjoying it. And I feel like I would really like to start to see that carry more into 2021 where people start to, you know, get out of their comfort zones and really start to create, you know, uh, content, whether, like I said, if it was, you know, posting pics on Instagram or, you know, making videos on YouTube, like, you know, just be yourself. And uh, I feel like, you know, there's times where I'll be on Instagram and I'll, I'll see like, you know, Instagram profiles are just becoming so oversaturated with the same, um, you know, aesthetic. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, curating a profile that has that whole um, minimalistic kind of feel to it, you know, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But I feel like when I like nine times out of 10, when I'll go on somebody's Instagram profile, it'll be like a pick of like a minimal outfit and then a pick of like a coffee mug and then a pick of like another outfit and then a pick of like a yeah. muffin. <laughs> and I feel like that's become very oversaturated, you know, and it's like, um, and I was watching Greg and Tori's YouTube video and he mentioned like, how do we know what people are just from like a, a picture or their Instagram profile? We really need to know who they are by their YouTube videos. Like they should make content on who they are. Right. And I feel like there's sort of like a, a, a barrier where you can see someone's Instagram profile and you're like, I don't think this is exactly who he is. Like, I feel like this is just, you know, he's following a trend where everyone's Instagram profile is along the same lines where it's like, it's becoming too oversaturated, you know? And I right. feel like that's, it, it's, I don't want to say it's sad to see, but I mean, why can't people just kind of, you know, do their own thing? Like, why does it have to be like, Oh, like I like his Instagram profile. I want to do the exact same thing. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. That's just, that's something I kind of don't want to see in 2021. I want to see like a lot more creativity where I go on somebody's profile and I'm like, wow, like this guy's got an awesome profile. Like, let me hit this guy with a follow as opposed to like, oh, I seen this profile like 10 other times on other people's yeah. Instagram name. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know that that's just my opinion. Um, but like I said, I think we're in a great, uh, we're in a great state of fashion and styling right now where it's like extremely diverse in terms of trends and styles. So why not explore, right? Yeah, I do think we're getting more like facets of men's fashion. It's not like every, you have like the archive people, you have the work yeah. wear, you have people who love wearing, you know, Celine and SLP. And like, you have so many different segments of men's fashion, which is really great. And I hope as it, as you said, like, this is something that gets continued into 2021 and beyond, honestly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Moving into the main topic, you know, your YouTube channel and future projects. And as you said, making YouTube videos and content creation allows you to kind of share more about yourself. So I really wanted to, you know, dive into that. Starting at the beginning, you know, what originally got you into fashion? Um, that's a good question. Uh, it was actually a picture. Um, I was, it was around 2015, 2016. So I'm still, I'm still a newborn in terms of like the world of fashion, right? Um, I've kind of only been around for like five or six years when I really, really devoted like a lot of my time to it. And um, this is a time where I was at home uh, because I had a, a surgery. 
uh, that didn't allow me to go to work. So I was at home and I spent a lot of time on my MacBook and uh, Instagram. And it was actually a picture of Kanye West. And he, I'll never forget this outfit, man. Like this was like, he was wearing a Faith Connection flannel, a green flannel with a uh, Supreme BOGO. And he was wearing uh, YSL jeans and he was uh, wearing his black 750s. And when I seen this outfit, I'm like, man, this is a dope outfit. Like, I want to look into this. Like, I want to wear something that's super similar to this. And then when I started finding out how much the flannel cost and the jeans and the shirt, I'm like, damn, uh, like, what am I going to do now? Like, this is crazy. I need to find like an alternative. But yeah, that's pretty much that picture really got me, got me going into, uh, into the fashion direction for sure. Nice. And I think Kanye has been a, a guy that's been like, a lot of guys' entry into fashion, just kind of learning more about brands and, you know, wanting to dive deeper into learning more about, you know, proportions and design. And I think it's really great. What made you ultimately decide to start a YouTube channel? I mean, you kind of started about six or seven years ago is when you really got into fashion. You know, when did you want to really dive into making content about fashion? Um, another good question. Um, I feel like for me in where I'm from, uh, you know, being from like Toronto and, you know, there's, there's a certain, there's a certain trend in Toronto. Like you'll know when somebody's from Toronto, just by the way they're wearing their, their, just from their outfit. Right. Like they have this certain outfit where you're like, Oh, this guy's from Toronto. Right. Like it, it, yeah. it's <laughs> very, very straightforward. And um, when I would go shopping in Toronto, I feel like I was always kind of, looking for something that's the complete opposite of that typical like Torontonian look right so in 2015 2016 I feel like something that was really like I said it was like a statement kind of look was you know skinny jeans with boots a trench coat and uh you know just a, a beanie right so for me I was like I want to buy clothes that are different I want to stand out like I want to buy something that's different right so when I started doing that I started getting like a lot of you know compliments and I was like they're like yo I like your style I like your outfit or whatever and I'm like thanks man I appreciate it so there was this time where I'm like you know what I feel like I kind of like this fashion thing like I want to you know explore and like expand onto like YouTube right yeah. so I just decided to just create my I remember my first video it was um going and buying easy pieces because at the time like I was in love with you know easy season and the collection and everything and I lined up outside and I made a vlog and we bought the pieces and then we brought it back to my friend's house and we did like a whole review on it and after the video I'm like yo like I actually I enjoy it you know I enjoy making the content I think the worst part for me was editing the content because I wasn't yeah. like computer friendly you know and um but other than that like I just enjoyed making the content. I felt like I was, you know, pretty comfortable behind the camera. And, um, you know, it just kind of started from there. And, you know, I got some good feedback from like my first few videos. So it kind of motivated me to, to make more. And then, um, yeah, there was a time where my YouTube channel got hacked. So I really? wasn't able to, yeah, I wasn't able to make content for like a year and a half. And it was, it was one of those situations where YouTube would take forever to reply to you 
it would be like they'd reply to you once every like two months oh we're working on it blah 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 can you send us a new email can you do this for us can you do that for us and it kind of just deterred me from making videos again and but at the same time i was still you know going on instagram and you know still posting my fit pics and all that but uh yeah man i just felt like youtube was you know just a good hobby of mine like you know just making videos talking about fashion reviews unboxings and uh i enjoy doing it i definitely enjoy doing it yeah and you know you've been going super hard on making videos especially this year you've been super yeah. consistent with the uploads you know why was it super important for you to kind of like i know you said like it was like a resolution for you even in like your one of your last videos yeah um it it was you know it's one of those things where when I do something, I want to do it to the best of my ability. I don't want to make videos and just kind of, you know, hold off on the next one for like another four or five months. When I, when I am devoted to something and I want to, you know, make something successful and make it work, I want to do my best to do that. So at least, you know, if it doesn't work out, then I'll be like, I'll take a step back and I'll be like, you know what? I tried. And uh, there's nothing wrong with trying and, you know, uh, not working out because at least you tried, right? I don't want to be the guy that, you know, had a YouTube channel, made 10 videos and just gave up. I want to be the guy that, you know, made a YouTube channel, made a hundred videos, gained a lot of subs. And then, you know, maybe it just didn't really work out, but you know, at least I can say, Hey man, I devoted a lot of time. I tried, you know, it didn't work out, but I'm, I'm happy with that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because, I feel like the thing that's really driving me now to make more content is those little, I don't want to say little because they mean a lot, but when you get those comments or like subscriptions and they'll like message you on Instagram and they're like, Hey man, like I just subbed to your YouTube channel. I really love the content. I feel like that alone is like, I just want to, you know, quit my job and just like make YouTube videos all day. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like one of those, right? And uh, I can't even imagine like the people that have even like 10,000 subs where they get probably hundreds of these comments, you know, it must feel good. So I feel like that's something that I, I really want to work towards, you know, just building like a little community or a little following of, you know, uh, YouTubers or Instagrammers and just kind of, you know, feeding off of each other, whether it's, you know, they're making YouTube content or they're posting Instagram pics and I'm supporting them, they're supporting me. I feel like that's kind of what it's all about, you know, this, it's just about, you know, um, you know, respecting and, and, you know, giving everyone a, a certain, you know, piece of hope, you know, whether it's like, let's encourage this guy to, you know, voice his opinion on YouTube or, you know, make content on YouTube. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. So I feel like that's, it's, it's, it's a good feeling. It's, it's honestly a good feeling. It's very, very re rewarding for sure. Yeah, and to see like other content creators, I saw like Sierra Parker was like in the comments congratulating you, and uh, yeah, that must be like really you know a rewarding feeling as well. Just knowing that other people are making you know amazing content as well are saying like yeah. shouting you out and saying like hey like check this guy out, this is really good stuff. And yeah, your I, subscribers can all go up and views go up. It's, it's really exactly crazy. exactly. I love her her content too. I feel like that's one of the channels that I've subscribed to during COVID. And I'm like, damn, like this girl's on the grind, you know, she's really putting out content like every day. And I respect yeah. that. I really respect that because you can tell she has, you know, the, 
passion for fashion, right? Like that, right. That, I, I, I don't even like using that term because it's so like corny, but she really does. And I, I salute her for that. And uh, yeah, again, like Greg and Torre is another one of them too, right? Where uh, during COVID, man, that guy's just been banging out videos. So um, it's good to see. It's definitely good to see for sure. Yeah. You know, what would you suggest to someone, you know, just getting into the YouTube game? Like, what would you tell somebody who's thinking like, oh, is it too late to start a YouTube channel? Or, you know, what would you advise them? It's never, never too late. Um, I mean, I'm 25, right? Uh, I feel like the 17 or 18 year old me that was, you know, thinking of making YouTube, but didn't want to, um, you know, because they're embarrassed or they're not really, um, accepting of like a, a harsh critic you got to really just kind of put that to the side and just really just do if you want to do it you have to do it you can't be the in-between and just be like you know oh man like I don't want to you know post 10 videos and they get no views it doesn't work like that right like there's no such thing as like one video equals one million views uh, right off the rip yeah. right like you gotta if you have a passion for it and you're good at it and you know, you're comfortable behind the camera, even though it takes time to really gain that confidence to really like get a hang of that YouTube and that camera pointing at you. Um, man, it, it's, it's something you kind of just gotta, you, you really just gotta go for it. Um, age doesn't matter. You can be 50 years old. If you have, you know, ideas that, you know, other YouTubers don't have or whatever, and you wanna put it out there, man, you definitely should for sure, 100%. Um, I would definitely like, honestly, this is a, a, something I do like quite often when, you know, whether I'm, you know, driving to work or, um, you know, putting clothes on or putting, you know, an outfit together, I'll like practice, you know, me being behind the camera. So I'll like, you know, rehearse really? like my YouTube intro. I'll be like, yo, what's going on guys. And then I'll just kind of carry into like a segment where I'll talk about like, you know, oh, this video, I'm going to be talking to you about, you know, how to style uh, a hoodie or how to, you know, wear a trench coat three different ways. And I feel like that's actually helped me a lot where you just practice, right? And you know what? I know it's going to sound kind of weird, but it's kind of fun, man. Like, it's the same like singing in the shower, you know? Talk to yourself, <laughs> man. It, like, it, it sounds weird, but it, it's the truth, you know? Um, just just go for it, man. Honestly, go for it. It's nothing, you know, like I said, if you if you tried and you didn't succeed, at least you tried, you know? Yeah, and I think it's your passion and also that work ethic, like, you exactly. know, working 60 hours, you know, in the restaurant business, you know, it takes, it's, it's a grind, you know, working that on a daily basis. So taking that same work ethic and applying it to YouTube, I mean, it definitely shows. Mm -hmm. Moving into like some of your videos, I really like the Hyder Ackerman video where you're picking up some of your grails and you really talked about something that you kind of touched on earlier, like not liking the designer collection that you've been seeing recently, as well as kind of like, you know, people buying pieces due to, you know, it looking really good on someone else, mm -hmm. which I think is a really great topic, especially in the nature of how Instagram culture kind of works. You know, mm -hmm. it could be easy to kind of buy into things. You know, what really led you to kind of, you know, adopting this mindset when it comes to fashion currently? Um, I think it all has to do with, um, the, like the term blending in, I didn't comments and I'm reading, oh man, like, you know, this Jacques Meuse piece is like off the hook. Like, let me, let me buy this, you know, sweater, or let me buy these pair of pants. Right. 
And then all of a sudden you buy it and you're like, damn, like I'm trying to recreate this guy's outfit. Like, why would I, why would I do that? You know? So when I look at certain designer pieces and I see how they're styled, I'm like, I really like this piece, but I want to style it in a different way. I want to, you know, take this Rick Owens trousers and style it with, you know, a a vintage uh, crew neck or something. And, you know, that's the kind of thing where I feel like I just didn't want to I felt like I was very easily influenced by Instagram and and society, you know, and I I, I didn't like that. I feel like I was buying pieces, like I mentioned in that video, that I wasn't particularly like fond of, you know, I was just like, damn, like I saw that, like, you know, Raph Simmons jumper on that guy. Like, I really like how it looks, you know, let me buy it and let me try it, you know? And then you're like, oh, you know, I just spent like $800 to like recreate an outfit. This guy, you know, already posted on the gram a month ago. And um, I feel like if you're an Instagrammer or if you're a YouTuber and you really want to, you know, step up your game or, um, you know, really try to differentiate your style from others, you really need to not be influenced by, you know, their 100K likes on their picture or whatever. Like you really need to buy pieces that, you know, suit your body and like really complement the rest of your wardrobe you know um like i'm i can look at my closet right now and i got you know 30 percent vintage you know i got like 30 percent high-end luxury i got like 20 percent of like you know minimal kind of looks and i'm like how can i take these pieces and work them together nicely you know and i feel like if you look on my instagram profile um one fit it'll be like Rick Owens inspired and then the other fit will be like um vintage or the other fit will be like workwear you know I'll be rocking like my Carhartt with like my uh you know Levi's 505 denim and like you know some work boots or whatever and I feel like when you can create a nice balance in your wardrobe uh between so many different um you know brands of clothing and styles then you'll really start to stand out because you know that people don't have what you have in in your closet and theirs you know what I mean like it's just I I, that's what I like I like the mix and matching aspect of of styling and fashion whereas opposed to like people just buy you know all from one designer and then it's like well you know I saw that on the runway already you know I don't I don't need to see it on you You know what I mean like it's just one of those right so yeah man uh yeah that's pretty much uh what I would say on that for sure so yeah and the rest of the video i mean like the pickups that you had in the video were really great like the polonium hoodie was absolutely incredible you know what got you into hider and you know what do you like about his designs um hider is just one of those brands that like they do it the right way like they do it the absolute right way when in that video i was talking about you know the term oversized and when you think of oversized now, you think of like long, baggy, um, you think of like boxy and Hyder Ackerman's like term on oversized is like the perfect ratio of like length, the perfect ratio of like width, uh, you know, uh, shoulder length, like all that good stuff. And I feel like it's that brand that's, it's so precise on the tailoring and the fit 
that anything you really buy, whether it's, you know, their hoodies, if you look at their Perth hoodies or their Perth, uh, rather, sorry, Perth joggers or, you know, the bomber jackets, it's literally like a perfect fit for any body type. And I feel like a lot of high tier brands nowadays, they're putting out good products, but you're not getting that fit that you would see on their like 6'3 model. And yeah. then you put it on a 5'11 or 5'10 guy and you're like, you know, why doesn't it look like me? Like it does on, you know, that model because it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's catered more towards that model, <clears throat> excuse me, model. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like Hyder Ackerman is just one of my favorite brands. And it's another reason why I got into fashion. Cause at the time, uh, you know, Hyder Ackerman, when they came out with like that velour jacket, the red one and yeah. uh, you know, the Perth Son, bombers. Kanye, yeah. Yeah, man. Like Kanye was that guy where it was like, he was wearing something and it would like sell out instantly. And he still does, you know, he still has that effect on fashion. Right. Um, but yeah, Hyder Ackerman is always going to be, I'm looking through the essence sale right now. And I got a ton of Hyder Ackerman stuff in my, in my wish list, man. Um, it, it's a little expensive, but I'm definitely thinking of pulling the trigger on a few pieces for sure. Hey, that's great segue into the next question. I feel like you're always scoring deals and I know you're a big fan of essence. I have to yeah. ask. Have you been going like absolutely crazy during the sale season? <laughs> Man. Um, so I'm actually part of their personal shopping program. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I get like early access to um, some great discounts and some great brands that go on sale before like, you know, the actual sale. Um, so I feel like I'm always on essence, man. Like I'll always be on my phone, like looking through, you know, like uh, new products and, but yeah, the sale products, man, they they got a lot of good stuff for sale for sure. Um, there's a, a certain piece that I'm looking at acquiring and it is the um, Raph Simmons varsity jacket. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's nice. absolutely insane. Um, but it's still like quite expensive. So I don't, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to be able to, to purchase that, but um, yeah, man, essence is just like my go-to shopping platform. So uh but yeah, the Black Friday, uh, I didn't buy anything yet, actually, surprisingly. But I, like I said, I got my eye, my eye on a few pieces for sure. So, uh, and my birthday is right around the corner. So I might, Perfect. I might spoil myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, I always love their sales. I think they have one of the best sales. Uh, I picked up like in the last sales section, like earlier in the year, I picked up like some Izzy Miyake trousers. I think I talked about it on the pod, but you know, for like an absolute steal. I think it was like a hundred some bucks. It was insane. Yeah. Wow. I feel like Essence, sorry, sorry. I I was just going to interrupt there. I feel like Essence, um, they have such a great variety of brands, man. Like they got everything. They got, you know, you know, low tier brands, mid tier, high tier, great designers from like Raph Simmons all the way to like Alix, Givenchy, Gucci. They even carry like Dior. And I feel like Essence is just like, honestly, the best, the best shopping platform in my opinion i feel like the customer service is a one so yeah man oh yeah have Shout you been essence. to the physical location i have i have it's how is it it's crazy oh wow man it's crazy i was actually there for um for an event uh i was invited to i don't know if you've seen it but virgil Abloh uh was a guest there and he was invited to do like a signing and he brought like a bunch of his products so I was actually able to get the off-white prestos before like 
anybody before they were even released to like the general public. That's and crazy. I actually had him, I, I met him. I actually had him sign my pair of Prestos <laughs> and I'll never forget. I'm like, man, this guy is tall, bro. Like I didn't expect him to be that tall. And he's, <clears throat> excuse me, he's standing right in front of me and um, he uh, grabs my shoe and he signs it. And the idiot I am, I grabbed the shoe by the, the the spot where he signed it so I smudged his whole like Virgil was here and mm. I'm like no and he kind of <laughs> just watched me like grab the shoe by the the marker and I'm like well uh, uh that was a huge mistake but yeah man the essence store is it's crazy I think it's like five levels and it's each level has like its own department it's and the top level is like a restaurant and it was it was mind-blowing it was crazy yeah I still need to make it out there I mean once everything's cool with COVID I'd love to make it out there and check it out. Definitely, man. When you go, let me know, man. We'll go together. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, I enjoy your pickup videos. I think they're really great. And you cop some unique pieces, you know, as you've been touching on, like, you know, stuff that not everyone is wearing. You know, everything from those, like, Quidi boots that you picked up to, like, Raph. You know, what have been, what's been one of your, like, favorite pieces or what are some of your favorite pieces that you picked up in this year? And then what is one of your most regrettable purchases of the year? Man, I, I think we've I all had one of those. We were just bored and we just had, said, yeah. We've had many of those impulsive purchases. I could tell you that. Um, actually, uh, my recent purchase, I actually got the CDG Air Forces. I'm a big sneaker guy. I'm Ooh, not nice. going to lie to you. I'm a big sneaker guy. Um, even though, like I said, I, I'm not into like the hype culture but I'm into the sneakers, man. So it's just one of those things, but I picked up the CDG air forces and I absolutely love them. I think the, the quality is amazing. Uh, it's a mid, so it's kind of like a high top air force. Um, and I love the fact that it's not like hyped up. Like it's, it's still sitting on a bunch of retail websites. So yeah. I love that. It's not like one of those shoes where it's like, Oh, you bought that because it's hype. You know, I genuinely bought it cause I liked it, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, recent, uh, uh, damn, I'm trying to think of like a, a purchase that I made that was just a horrible purchase. Um, I, you know what? I probably have to say it was my Prada, my Prada Frankenstein shirt. I bought that and it's those like bowling shirts that have like those crazy designs on it. Uh, yeah, and I bought that and I'm like, I wore it and I loved it, but then I'm like, yo man like I can't wear this all the time like this is like a, a it's a strange shirt you know like the design's very strange you know you got a Frankenstein head right on like you know right right where your heart is and uh, the color's very like you know poppy it's a bright green with yellows and and I'm like damn man like I can't even wear this that often and I spent like a ton of money on that shirt and I'm like nah man like I can't I, I can't wear this that much anymore so I had to get rid of it because it was not doing any good in my closet for sure but that was probably the most recent purchase that I completely regret buying is that Prada Frankenstein bowling shirt. You know, we've all been there, you know, sitting there bored on a Sunday and just like, you know what, let me just check out, uh, see what Essence yeah. or Farfetch has. Um, yeah. You know, you've been getting more and more into like, you know, shopping vintage and grailed, you know, you kind of, as you said, kind of talking about, you know, trying to find that one-on-one -on -one piece, you know, that mm. separates you from the other person, Yeah. you know, you did a vintage clothing haul earlier, kind of just showcasing some pieces and just like those really like those brown 505s that you had. I mean, I was like, man, those are so, so nice. 
crazy. And the, the, the price I paid for those 10 bucks, man. You can't totally, beat that. <laughs> can't beat that. Exactly. You know, what do you think about the recent popularity of like vintage clothing? I love it. I absolutely love it. I feel like it's sustainable, right? So it, it's good for, you know, the planet. It's good for the earth as well, right? So I think that's another thing that, you know, should prompt more people to buying, you know, vintage or, you know, thrifting or whatever is that, you know, the sustainability, you know, the uniqueness of, of pieces. And um, I think it's, it's, like I said, it's just a great way to really differentiate yourself from other people's style, right? Like, you know, going to the thrift shop and you're picking up a tee and you're like, you know, you're looking at it and you're like, man, this shirt's only like 20 bucks, you know, like, let me buy like two more for the price of a shirt I'd pay at, you know, cost or whatever. Cause you know, cost is a great store. Don't get me wrong. Um, but there's just so much or so many more options. I should say when you're shopping vintage, the price means you can buy a ton of more pieces. Um, you know, the looks it'll provide you, you know, the colors, everything. I feel like also the quality back then, I feel like was 10 times better than the quality now. Right. You know, when I pick up a shirt at a vintage store and I'm feeling, you know, the double stitching and I'm looking at the neckline and I'm like, yo, like our shirts these days don't have this. You know, we're looking at like a shirt with a neckline that, you know, the, the threads start to come out. And then you're looking at a shirt at a vintage shop where, you know, it's probably like 20, 30 years old. And you're like, this is in better condition than a shirt that I washed in my house like five times and it's falling apart already, you know? So I are feel you, like, are you one of those people who kind of looks for like certain things, like, you know, a single stitch tees and stuff like absolutely, that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the most important things that I was uh, taught when I was shopping vintage and it was a, a gentleman, uh, he actually, he's owned this vintage shop for, he said around 30, 40 years. Well, I don't even know how that's possible because like what were you really selling 30 40 years ago you know that was like vintage right so but he told me the most important thing you need to look for when you're shopping vintage on a t-shirt is that it doesn't have the stitching running along down the sides of the shirt he says if it's a shirt that has you know it's just like seamless where it has no stitching along the sides he says that's how you know you're getting a great vintage shirt and you're getting an expensive shirt which was you know expensive back in the day so when I shop vintage now those are the things I really look for I I usually have like um three go-tos it's the wash the fit and the stitching those are like my three things that I really try to pay attention to when I'm shopping vintage are those three main keys and um yeah man uh that's what I've been doing a lot during COVID too is actually going down to thrift shops and like vintage stores in Toronto so uh definitely been spending a lot more time uh, around the vintage culture for sure. Yeah, great way to stand out as well as kind of build a you know, cost-effective wardrobe, honestly. Absolutely, yeah. Do you have any recommendations for people to check out when they're in Toronto in terms of vintage stores? Yeah, man. Uh, we have like this little uh, area in Toronto. It's called Kensington Market. Um, so if you're ever in Toronto and uh, you want to, you know, do some vintage shopping, you'd be crazy not to check this spot out because it's literally like they have, I kid you not, probably like 10 to 12 vintage shops there all the way from like, yeah, all the way from like surplus, army surplus clothes. They have like, you know, you'll go into the store and you'll see like this whole military like 
vintage vibe which is like insane they have like the m32 jackets and like you know insane cargoes and they got some wicked combat boots and and then right across the street they have you know a vintage shop that's you know mostly band tees and like you know levi's 505 and it's honestly like if you're into uh vintage clothing and like fashion just in general i feel like that's a great spot for uh for everyone to check out kensington market for sure Oh yeah, definitely gonna be checking that out when I, you know, make it back out to Toronto. For sure. Before we wrap things up, you know, what should people be keeping an eye out for in terms of the YouTube channel? I know you said you had two videos kind of ready to be released soon. Yeah. Um, well, for my YouTube channel, like, uh, my main goal for my channel is to, like I said, just kind of gain a following of, you know, people that we can just feed off of each other. You know, just if you got a channel, you know, I'll hit you back. I'll follow you and. You know, I've done that with, you know, Sierra, with Greg and uh, a few other YouTubers. And um, I, I feel like with my YouTube channel, I really enjoy making uh, content that's like revolving more around how to style. Uh, I, I'm sitting on a couple of videos right now where I'm going to be showing, you know, my viewers and my subs, like how to style certain products. I love doing like reviews. I love doing hauls and unboxing. Um, that's mainly what I want to have my YouTube channel kind of revolve around. It's just men's fashion style, um, you know, the do's and don'ts. And I really, really miss vlogging, man. I love vlogging. I love doing my, you know, um, I think my last vlog was Toronto vintage uh, yeah. fashion. And um, I enjoyed vlogging, man. Like once you pass that barrier of like, you don't care if people are looking at you while you're holding a camera to you. Like once you pass that, it becomes super fun. And I feel like people really start to get uh, uh, to know who you are as a person and they they can relate more. And I feel like that's the kind of following that I want. You know, I don't I'd rather have. Let's say 10,000 subs on YouTube as opposed to having 100K followers on Instagram, because I feel like the 10K people that are following me on YouTube actually know who I am as opposed yeah. to Instagram, where they just see this guy that's, you know, flexing his his style you know what I mean so um yeah man I just hopefully I can uh, you know step up my YouTube uh progress and really start to just get the ball rolling on that and you know just creating more content because it's fun it's fun for me and I like doing it and um I, I I love the even the little following I have right now I love it I love it man I wouldn't change it for the world yeah I think it's gonna grow I think you have a you know, a very bright future ahead of you. I mean, the editing, like your humor comes through. The fits are always yeah. amazing. Uh, you have unique pieces. So, dude, I think, I, honestly, the sky's the limit in terms of what you can accomplish in the YouTube space. And it's been Appreciate fun, it. you know, binge watching your videos over the last, you know, few months. Appreciate it, man. Where can the people follow you at? Yeah, man. Uh, so for my YouTube, uh, my YouTube channel is uh, Algovea, A-L-G-O-U-V-E-I-A. And uh, yeah, man, that's, like I said, that's where I do like my, uh, obviously, if you've listened to this whole podcast, you'll know it's just predicated towards men's fashion and styling. And my Instagram is the same handle, A-L-G-O-U-V-E-I-A. -A -A. Uh, that's usually where I'll kind of just post like my fit pics. So if you watch my YouTube videos, you'll kind of just see like my recent pickups. And then you, on my Instagram, you'll see that's how I style them and whatnot. And then in the videos, I'll put together like a little outfit just to kind of show the people like, you know, this is the idea of how I want to style it. But Instagram, I'll take it to another level and just really 
uh, ramp it up and just kind of do the best outfit I can for sure. So that's that's my following. Those are my two platforms. And I have Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter anyway. So <laughs> yeah, and everything will be uh, linked below in the podcast description for you guys to check out. I would highly recommend checking him out, checking his videos, checking his Instagram. Uh, amazing follows on both platforms. Thank you again for uh, coming on the podcast. No, thank you, man. It was a pleasure. I had a, I had a great time talking to you, man. You seem like a, a stand-up dude. I can't lie, man. Thank if you ever you. come thank to you. Toronto, if you ever come to Toronto, man, we got to link up, man. I'll take you to the spots, take you to the best restaurants, wherever you want to do, man. I got you, bro. Don't even worry about it. For sure. I was Last time I was there, I was only there for like a very short period of time. It was like a layover. Didn't really get to do too much, but I liked what I saw. I was like, man, I can't wait to come back here and really experience it. Yeah, man, you'll love it. You'll love it for sure. It's a great city, man. Great people, great city, great food. You'll love it, man, for sure. Sure. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest interview. If you enjoy the content in the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media to stay updated on all new podcast episodes. You can follow us on Instagram at The Fashion Collector Podcast. You can follow my personal account at AlexWalkerPH. You can follow us on Twitter at TFC underscore pod. And to get full access to all of our podcast episodes, private playlists, live streams and videos, and much more, you can sign up to be a patron on our Patreon page. For only $5 a month, you get full access to all of our exclusive content. The link to sign up for our Patreon page will be linked below. And with that being said, I'll catch you all next week. Thank you.